here. Oh, don't flash the camera, man, with your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I see I was everything. I was like, is she going to be like a little shy or something? You have not been shy yet. I'm great. It's great. Have you met me? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> expecting her to be at all. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to And the Rest is Film History. I'm, I'm starting to get used to that, by the way. Like, people ask me what the podcast name is, and I say, And the Rest is Film History. It happened on Wednesday. Someone asked, and I was like, And the Who Rest asked? is Film History. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Talia. <laughs> sorry. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Got your just came out. Just made up a person. Just to, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just to <laughs> sound cool. <laughs> Anyway, I should probably not move past that, but um, this is uh, to my right, Reese McTeague. Oh, were you going to say hi? You no, already that's talked. right. That's yeah. my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kojima. Hello. And um, we're talking about The Godfather today, a uh, story about a family, so I thought bring my real life family. Oh, okay. And your only sibling. <laughs> Twin sister. Yeah, You're just yeah. leaving things out. <laughs> I said my family. That's a, okay. Sister. Twin, twin, twin is sister. a big deal. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah that's thank true. you. Yeah. Identical. Clearly. Talia. <laughs> yeah. Talia. I hear you so. get that a lot. Yeah. yeah. We, we look exactly the same. Yeah. 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 Um, the Godfather is your favorite movie. It correct? is number one. Yeah. What's number two? I actually don't know. Honestly, it's between like Lady Bird and Book Smart, like those kind of coming of age. Mm. Let's say Lady Bird because sure. I like the sound. He loves yeah, sure. Reese whatever loves you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there, but Godfather's number one. Okay. Godfather's number one. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, and also eyes wearing a Scarface yes. shirt. Yeah. Which, Sponsored by one and only. A, di- a slightly different mafia, <laughs> mafia movie with Al yeah. Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't seen um, Scarface, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, honestly, it's not as good as Godfather. No. Like, that's like those people that wear like bands, right? And you're like, and you're name a song. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did, Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's literally uh, this shirt. I was like. Someone I bought, I just thrifted it, and then someone was like, "What is Shutters?" And I was like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> That's that was me. But anyway, well, um, so today's topic is um, my title is "This is how the real life mob got involved in the making of The Godfather." Very interesting stuff. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Did you not know that it was I the had real not, life? Mob? I literally know. Reese hasn't like, seen The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, you can kill me. <laughs> um, hasn't I. Seen it. Yeah, I have never seen. It. I literally don't know anything about it, so that's news to me. This is so perfect. I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this was uh, dramatized with uh, Paramount Plus last year. Made a series called The Offer. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Miles Teller's in it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, it's it's ten hours. I don't know. It was oh, all right. My- it's a it's it was a series. A show. It was okay. a limited series. It's a series. <laughs> Imagine it was a movie. And like one setting. And Miles Teller plays the main producer. And it's just how the show, like how the movie came about. So they started with the author of the book, and then writing the script with Francis Ford Coppola, and then the right. whole. But process it's not like documentary it. style. It's like a no. It's okay, like yeah. drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it's like dramatized. Like, like the what's that show about like oh people versus OJ? It's like that kind. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's all based like right, right, on right. real stuff. Yeah. Oh, and the girl from Ted Lasso's in it. The British oh, woman, um, um, Keely. She plays oh, Keely, Keely in the show. Yeah, 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 okay. She's in it as well. So she's she plays Miles Teller's assistant, who's actually in the report in real life super briefly, which is a lot of fun. I'll get to that part. But um, yeah, so I was like, it was a super, super interesting story, but I wanted to know like exactly what was true about this. 
And I think they invent a little bit of stuff, but like I was reading some of the stuff and like most of it is like most of the crazy stuff that happens with the mob is like true. Like they, they took it from fact. Um, so I'll start with, um, so Mario Puzo published the book, the Godfather in 1969. It's a good book. She's read the I've book. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, a true fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the Paramount picture studio head got the movie rights to it at the time. Um, in fact, Puzo sold the rights to the book to pay off his gambling debts. Um, a, uh, a producer, <laughs> um, a producer named Albert S. Ruddy, uh, who they called Ruddy. He's played by Miles, T- Miles Teller in the show. Um, he got a call asking if he wanted to produce the film and he said he would do so because he loved the book. However, he had never even read it. Um, he then bought a copy of the book and read it in a day. <laughs> so like, was he lying so that he could be the producer? Yeah, I think just, so. Yeah. I think he just okay. wanted work. Yeah. Like, sure. You get a call. You want to produce this? He yeah, was I like, love sure. that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Because okay. the book was like a hit. So he had heard of it, but he never read it. Okay. So he was like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, it was a huge hit. Without I imagine he like hated, hated the book. The book. After- <laughs> <laughs> right. This really have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Paramount was doing this movie, uh, and the chairman of Gulf and Western, uh, Paramount's parent company wanted to approve the producer who was ready. Um, so his name was Charlie Bloodhorn. Uh, so ready met with Bloodhorn, um, the, like the weekend he read the book and then like the next day was like on a flight to like meet him. Um, so, uh, Bloodhorn asked him if he wanted to do the movie. Um, and ready had just heard rumors that like Bloodhorn and Gulf and Western had, were like kind of involved with the mob, like crooked, like kind of side dealings. <laughs> so, uh, what he said was, um, so, uh, Bloodhorn said, what do you want to do with the movie? And he said, Charlie, I want to make an ice blue, terrifying movie about the people you love. And he got the job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, the studio felt that one of the keys to the success of this movie would be to hire Italian American people to actually make it. Um, cause they had a, had a couple of, um, mafia movies uh, in the recent past that weren't made by Italian people and they flopped, flopped at the box office. Um, so Francis Ford Coppola was an Italian American director who had never made a hit movie. Um, he was approached after literally a bunch of directors passed on it. Like he was like, you know, the <laughs> oh, fifth choice or sixth choice. Do you know why movie. they passed it? Um, so Sergio Leone, who is a very famous Italian director, he did like the good and the bad and the ugly and like a couple other Westerns. Um, he was making his own gangster movie, mm-hmm. but then a couple of them were like, I don't want to glorify the mob. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of people said that. Or they're probably scared to get involved with even portraying the mob at all. Like that's true. Yeah. not even glorify it. They probably just didn't want to get <laughs> associated like, beyond their radar. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, know. the mob wasn't even involved in this movie up to this point. It yeah. was just like yeah, a yeah. project, but, um, but yeah, so, um, he, so he was approached he didn't want to make it because he thought the book was like low art and trashy. And so like, he just like didn't want to adapt it. (laughs) 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 After the book was a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was kind of trash. That's just such a like poignant, to the point, <laughs> really trashy. harsh insult. Yeah, it's trashy. 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 Low art. <laughs> well, he, he said he said like essentially like he was like he thought it was just trying to make money. Like it was very okay. like pandering or whatever. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, um, and Coppola owned a production company called American Zotrope together. Um, and this was before Star Wars, so they're both really broke film directors. <laughs> um, and Lucas came to Coppola and said they literally chained the door on the Zotrip offices because they couldn't pay rent and that Coppola had to do this movie. Um, wow. So uh, Coppola went and like read some more books on the mafia. And he was like, okay, I'm seeing like w- what I saw was like low art and just like shoot him up, shoot him up. I think he was like, 
okay, if I'm going to do this movie, I'm going to make it about a family and I'm going to make it about um, like, he also said it was a metaphor for capitalism in America, which mm-hmm. I think maybe we can discuss later, but I think that's super mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, so he said he'd do it. Um, Freshen. Yeah, yeah. Was the book not about the family then? It I'm, was, but it wasn't like as highlighted. Oh. Like in the film, you like really feel it and you see the emotion. Like it's a lot more, the book's a little more like matter of fact about mm. the way everything goes down. So, do you also see the movie as like a metaphor for capitalism? Because I was thinking about that. I thought it was like a social commentary, like a political. So, yeah, that's <laughs> capitalism's part of politics. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't see capitalism specifically, but I saw like the American dream and like that whole yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, but definitely. we can get into that. Yeah, I think part want. of it might be that like, because the, the, the kind of inciting incident in the movie is there's this like third party like drug dealer who wants the contacts that the Corleone family has. And because he doesn't get them, he like starts killing a bunch of people. So it's kind of like, I guess this is what capitalism does to people. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's maybe the message. It drives all these people to join the mob in the first place. Like... Because they, they keep talking about providing for their family and I do whatever it takes for my family. And that's where family comes in with the capitalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like driving, having to do <laughs> some intense stuff yeah. to like protect your family and stuff. So how much of an impact did this movie have on the Fast and Furious franchise then? <laughs> oh my goodness. First of all, I've seen the first Fast and Furious and that's it. So I can't... The first, I, the fa- you the just first? said the word family like 20 times in a minute. So I just <laughs> like... I'm like, wow, so this family is really everything. like fast it's, it's really, and furious. It's really family, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Set family. in the 1940s. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Do you like the Fast and the Furious? I've never seen one I've of them, like seen actually. half the first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty surprising. The first I just know have... that it's about family. It's driving. <laughs> and driving. And driving. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so the author of the book, Puzo and uh, Coppola, wrote the script together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it got out that this movie was being made. And so this is where the real life mod comes in. Um, so a man named Joe Colombo ran the Italian American anti-defamation league, uh, which in part, uh, fought against Italian stereotypes in the media and discrimination against Italians. Um, but Colombo was also the head of one of the five families, um, (laughs) which were New York's five big mafia organizations in the 20th century. The five families. Yeah. Literally. He was like the public face. Of, like of the five or kind of, of, of his, his family of his family. family because he was so involved in the anti-defamation stuff he like made himself like a political like not activist but kind of like he was on tv he was mm-hmm. at these rallies he was like out there he was a public figure whereas mm-hmm. like the rest of the mafia people were like really low-key about it yeah um but he was their front man like. yeah so he yeah so he he founded the league to get the government off the trail of his illegal activities he was like look the fbi's too interested in my stuff. It's actually like stereotypical and like you're prejudiced against Italians essentially. Um, so Colombo didn't like that the book was being adapted. Um, and he had his book, uh, he has people leave uh, producer Ruddy like threatening notes. Um, and he had him tail his cars and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder all the other directors turn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Ruddy began switching cars to shake the chip shake the tails. Uh, so one night he switched his car for his assistant, who was played by Juno Temple, who was in Ted Lasso. Um, and his assistant drove home and her windows were shot out um, with a note left on the dashboard that threatened further action if they didn't shut down the movie. 
Um, twice, Gulf and Western, Paramount's parent company, was evacuated because of bomb threats. Um, <laughs> is that funny, I? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a movie, though. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> That's why they made a show about the yeah, process literally. of making this movie. It was literally such a crazy story. Um, and um, so and the, the league also threatened in public to exercise their control of, this, of the Teamsters Union on the film. Um, which was like a bunch of like crew people, drivers, people who needed to make the movie possible. So my guess is they're like, okay, because because mafia like controlled unions like in the 20th century, and I think they still kind of do today. Although huh. I'm not sure. Makes sense. But so they would like essentially be like, you're striking, and then the Teamsters Union would strike. They wouldn't be able to make the movie essentially. Um, so um, the uh, the Paramount studio head was called and threatened by Joe Colombo. And then at this point, the Paramount head was like, ready, you have to sit down and meet with him and like figure out his demands because it's getting crazy at this point. Um, so Colombo met with Reddy. Uh, Reddy told him the film would posit- positively portray Italian-Americans. Um, and Colombo stated essentially that he wouldn't obstruct the filming and he wouldn't like make the Teamsters go on strike if they took out all mentions of the word mafia in the script. So literally in the, in the Godfather movie, there's never a mention of the word mafia because mm-hmm. they had to take it out or mob even. I, I don't think, I don't remember them saying, I don't mob think mob is in it either. Yeah. They say like the word family and or stuff they say like that. Organized crime, organized crime. <laughs> Another one he didn't want was Cosa Nostra, which I think was like a term for like, I think it means our family in Italian, but it's like essentially like a euphemism for like, like the mob. Um, and I guess it was popular at the time, but he was like, take it out. We don't want it. Um, so uh, Reddy agreed, and Columbo began to support the film. Um, do you guys think the mob's involvement in the film changed the film's story in other ways? I don't think so, but like it possibly could have. In other ways besides what? Besides just taking out the word mafia and Cosa Nostra. I think so. At least in, in the show, The Offer, like there's a few times where the producer asks Joe Columbo, like, hey, would this actually happen? Mm-hmm. Or like, is this realistic? Like, would you guys actually do this kind of thing? Like... And so I, I, from what I remember, I think so. Mm. I think it had to, especially if all the other mob films that hadn't been done by Italian writers and like involvement were f- like flops. Then <laughs> and this one wasn't like that says something about not only like the writers and the directors like Francis Ford Coppola all that, but probably the what would you call it like historical informant or like the person that verifies mm. like the, yeah like yeah. The, the consultant for the accuracy of like the content. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's possible. Some things, like the historical accuracy of things, or yeah. like making it like true to what actually happened, mm-hmm. is really important for movies like. Like I'm thinking maybe some war movies with World War II and things like that. Yeah. Things where it's like a lot of people know the facts of this kind of stuff yeah. or a lot of people know like Titanic like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry but like I, I'm sure like the inner workings of the mob and the mafia and how it was actually like like it didn't have to 95% be. of the people <laughs> don't who watch them the like exact, they don't yeah. know what you know that's true so it, I, I wonder if part of it is just even if people don't necessarily know it being informed by like coming from an authentic place yeah. maybe just like the vibe of it <laughs> comes more across in the story mm-hmm. that it's really authentic. I don't know. Or it's just more believable. To me, I it's guess. like, I don't have to know the inner, 
like all the facts of something sure. but if it just doesn't even like make i'm like sense. this doesn't even make sense yeah, yeah. like yeah. so i'm like a harsh critic with like if something's believable or not okay <laughs> so i feel like that's why yeah i think you're right though you don't have to know like no one's like hey this was wrong and the date's wrong right, on this right. and, but there is some like okay that's not believable like the head of a mafia like a mob <laughs> wouldn't do that so there's i, don't know, but I, I think yeah, something because you know heads of mobs who would I do, do that and <laughs> <laughs> she's connected yeah. Yeah. I something something that's interesting about this and i heard this on like a, a youtube channel that talked about actually the movie goodfellas which is uh i love that movie but it's another movie about the mob and it's also but like instead of in this movie they're very honorable like the mob is very honorable they like respect family and they love each other and stuff like in that which movie? The in, in the godfather oh, okay in goodfellas they're just like the worst like they're just they're all like very like just greedy and like very like misogynistic and stuff like that and i mean they still are in the godfather they actually are yeah <laughs> so let's get that straight <laughs> but like it's that idea of like the what what the this person said was like yeah like obviously in the godfather they're going to portray the mob like in a better light because like the real life mob was involved in the making <laughs> of the movie so yeah 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 that's funny but anyway um so um uh colombo wanted it to like get out like hey i'm i'm approving of this movie now so he calls a press conference and he invites ready to this press conference and so this um a shot of them like at the press conference together is on the front page of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this dude is in with the mafia, essentially. And um, Gulf and Western fires him. Like, they see this and they're like outraged <laughs> and they fire him. Um, and then Coppola is like, no, we need him. And they rehire him. So, um, yeah. So uh, Coppola wanted Marlon Brando to pay, play uh, Don Vito Corleone, who's the... Kind the of, godfather. The, the, he's the godfather. <laughs> he's the godfather. Um, he was already a pretty iconic actor at the time, but his career had taken a bit of a dip at the time. Um, and so they, they got him for the movie. Um, Brando during the filming of the movie wouldn't memorize his lines and often had them written out and shown to him off camera. I saw like a video of like, they're like talking in like this, like outdoor location and like they literally have like this board, like with lines on it, like in a tree. It's like reading it on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. And he can just like look into the distance. Talk, I yeah, feel like, as a character, so it kind of yeah, works, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like, hmm, <laughs> family yeah. is that his line? <laughs> family, family. <laughs> um, so uh, the film is shot using the oh gosh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Chios- Chio Oscuro. Do you know what I'm talking about? I Chio Chio Oscuro, no, I don't know. I think it's an Italian term, um, but essentially it's it's a it's a style used. It was used for hundreds of years before in painting. Um, Leonardo da Vinci and Caravaggio were like two really famous painters. And basically it's um, some parts of the frame are super bright, but a lot of the frame is super dark. It's almost mm. like a spotlight. Um, and it's it makes the compositions all really dramatic. I love this style. Um, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it in another movie. But it's like if you see the paintings, they're very, very dramatic. And so this like movie a spotlight look very, very dark. Yeah, and I can like see that. Very bright. Movie, yeah. Yeah. If you've seen the opening scene of the movie, it's, it's very <laughs> like that shows it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was very evident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've seen the opening scene. <laughs> yeah. You've seen the opening scene. Yeah. In the entire movie, actually, you've seen it all. Um, so um, members of the mob were cast as extras in the movie to make Columbo happy. Um, <laughs> 
And that's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want my nephew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's right. Like, it's really all about family. That's right. <laughs> <what it> is. <laughs> In the movie, out of the right. movie. Yeah. Family. Family occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Nepotism was always a thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Still is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is actually uh, crazy. So this is... Um, so the same day as they're filming uh, the scene, you know the scene. No, I'm kidding. I don't. The, the <laughs> iconic scene where uh, <laughs> going to have it all episode. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, you remember this part? Um, where basically, um, so it's near the end of the movie. Um, uh, Michael Corleone is becoming the godfather to his the sisters. Son. The son. Yeah, the son of Don Vito. He's becoming the godfather to <laughs> this is actually probably helpful for the audience who hadn't seen yeah it, so. we can yeah. do a brief right i uh, sorry i was watching yeah. like a, a synopsis because she'd seen it before but just yeah, recap yeah and i me never seeing the movie before is just hearing all, all of the these names, names and yeah. i'm like yeah. i don't know do you who's want me to give you anything. do you want me to give a super brief that'd be great overview because I've seen it way too many times. Um, How often do you watch it? <laughs> every few years. <laughs> um, but basically, the story follows the father, who's Don Corleone. He's like the godfather. Mm-hmm. The opening scene starts with him. And it follows... Basically, he gets shot. <laughs> this is a spoiler alert <laughs> for mm-hmm. anyone. Um, he gets Spoils. <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> He, he gets way. shot in the when? movie. It's pretty early. It's pretty early, <laughs> in, the okay, it's pretty so early in the movie. Uh, like He gets shot. And from that point on, you just watch kind of the burden of his family business of organized crime shift to his kids. So you watch it go to the oldest son and then he's kind of struggling with it. He has a temper. He's a mess. Like everyone's like, oh, he's all over the place. And you watch his youngest son, Michael, who is a war hero in World War II. He's, they call, they call him a civilian. They're like, he's not affiliated with the mob at all. Like he, he was completely separate. And you watch him like get sucked in basically to this lifestyle because of his dad's like <laughs> yeah al pacino mm-hmm. who's on <laughs> the shirt i'm swearing um you basically watch him get sucked in and so he was like separate he had like this like invincibility immunity to like getting dragged mm-hmm. into all this mob business and his dad preferred it that way but because his dad's like on life support basically like he got shot like five times or something and he survived like barely and so you watch michael say things like i'm with you now i'm protecting you now don't worry like to his dad and you watch him switch gears completely and it turns in like the whole movie just turns into watching mm-hmm. Michael turn into a villain. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you watch him go from this like innocent, just graduated. Attack he went to like Titan. an Ivy League. They call him Ivy League boy. Mm-hmm. What is it? Attack on Titan. No, <laughs> I don't watch animated. <laughs> I don't watch animated. <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. She has no, a very strict. <laughs> She's, She's not old. kidding though. But <laughs> I'm not she kidding. I don't watch animated, animated series. Um, but basically you watch Michael turn into like his father and you watch his father like process it. And then you mm. watch like his other siblings kind of either get killed. I mean, that's really dark or get sent away or get like, like his other siblings can't carry the burden. Like it's fully on him as the youngest son. And you watch him like become this like mastermind. Like he strategizes and he like totally takes over all the other families. And he does this one like hit on like, all of the other family's bosses like in one day it's a crazy scene but basically my the reason it's my favorite is because like despite all the messed up images like it it's outdated in a lot of senses and you know 
like <laughs> just it's misogynist like there's racial stuff there's political like it's not it didn't <laughs> you know stay clean the way some movies have <laughs> um but i like it because of the story writing and because of the way like you literally watch someone transform and you're like mm. wow like there's scenes where you're like i can relate to this man and not mm. in the way you know the choices he makes but in the feelings he's feeling and like you watch the dad like sobbing like i wanted another life for you this is not what i wanted mm. for you but like they have to keep up this thing like it's it's really good so that's why i like it for the character development and for the story writing and for like the cinematography <laughs> which yeah. i would like Very the scenes good. in italy are beautiful i'm like i want to go there so anyways that's a synopsis yeah thank good. you and in the end michael is the godfather basically like yeah. his dad eventually dies and like they like kiss his ring and it's like good hello godfather and that's the closing the ending scene mm. yeah is like wow. him being crowned it's like a coronation <laughs> yeah so elsa so, oh sorry go ahead no, 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 no go ahead elsa, <laughs> elsa Wait, i'm dead she said elsa I, just, oh, <laughs> I was like just what? named the first <laughs> yeah. queen coronation, queen coronation. Yeah, yeah. also animated so yeah. i don't really yeah she <laughs> hasn't yeah she hasn't seen elsa. It, no. <laughs> yeah what you see how many times i was like what <laughs> <laughs> we were we were like we learned this on the podcast i love disney movies like we did not know, I that. Didn't know that i was yeah. only allowed to watch disney that's why all my references are disney yeah. wow. are you a disney adult <laughs> <laughs> i don't go there okay so no well, I, I i don't feel like you have to go to disney, to disney <laughs> that's true what well, makes it a disney adult you know if you have to ask yourself that you're probably not yeah. <laughs> i'll google it if you want but mm. we can move forward. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. No. Um, yeah. So, um, so this is, so they're shooting that scene where he essentially executes a bunch of like his enemies and a bunch of like uh, rival mob bosses. Yeah. And that's kind of intercut with him, um, his uh, goddaughter or godson. Being He's baptized? like at the baptism of his baby niece, his baby niece, who's played by Sophia Coppola. Your friends for a couple his daughter. Yeah. yeah. But they're in the church and he's doing the whole baptism scene for his niece. And they're like, do you, Michael Corleone, renounce Satan? Like, they're like doing all these like intense questions. Like, do you believe in like Jesus Christ? Like all these, like the typical questions you ask the godparents as they're showing clips of like his men literally killing <laughs> like six different wow. like Super mob iconic. bosses and high, high up. Perfect storytelling. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really cool back and forth. Very iconic scene. But so while they were filming that scene, like literally the same day, um, Columbo uh, was calling a press conference and he was shot three times in the head and neck um, by. Did you? <laughs> I forgot. Some of this I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a, a guy disguised as a press photographer who shot him three times and um, his men quickly killed the shooter. Yeah. So he um, it was it was thought that Joe Gallo was like mad that. He was in the spotlight. Uh, Columbo was in the spotlight too much. Um, and so he killed him. Um, and um, Gallo was killed in 72 the, the next year as a result of like like vengeance, atta- retaliation, essentially. Columbo uh, was paralyzed and fell into a coma. Um, and he died seven years later as a result of the wounds. Hmm. Um, so um, when the movie was finished and premieres were happening... Uh, Reddy snuck a print of the movie um, without Paramount's knowledge, and he held a special premiere for mobsters. Um, so That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think one of them was like, hey, like, why isn't there a special premiere for us? Like, like when there's a movie about, like, soldiers or whatever, they usually do, like, a special premiere for soldiers. Mm. So, like, I didn't know that. For us. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. Um, so 
Um, yeah, they uh, they all loved the movie. Um, one mobster said it made his life seem honorable. Um, and he said he committed 19 more murders because he was inspired by it. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, aw. I killed <laughs> so 19 more people. Oh, no. Oh, no. But yeah, like it's it's crazy because like this, like we were talking about it earlier, but like this movie does make the family seem very honorable and it's like they're probably like real world kind of consequences to that. I don't know. What do you guys think? Wow. Real world consequences to what? To like making the family seem honorable in the movie. Like crime and yeah. organized crime honorable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it makes, I mean... It, I think it humanizes them, but I don't think it glorifies them because mm. like Michael's brother dies, his dad dies, his first wife gets murdered, like all because of the, like the mafia. But do you think that when they die, I mean, because like take war, for example, right? Like yeah. war films too. When you die in battle, that's honorable. Yeah. Like, or there's a mm. lot of places where that's true. Like death is not necessarily always like, Oh, I yeah, a negative thing. Yeah. Like, do you feel like in the movie, there is, those deaths are treated, like people are treated with honor in the way that they died? Not necessarily. Don Vito's is kind of. Don Vito dies from a heart attack when he's like 80 something. Like okay. the, the actual godfather. So his is honorable because he actually survives mm. all of the violence of like his whole career. Yeah. So I think that one's like, he's like with his grandson. They're like running in the backyard and he like dies kind of peacefully sort of. So I'm like, that one's honorable. But the other ones are gnarly. Like, Sonny gets shot like 80,000 times. Like, no, <laughs> see, do you remember? They're at the toll booth. I don't remember. They're at the toll booth and they like stop him and he's in his car and they like shoot at him. Like a bunch of dudes with like, like AK-47. It's one of the most overdone it's like, one of the murder most, scenes of all. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like they shoot at him like crazy. And then later his dad's like, look how they massacred my boy. Like he's like weeping and he's like talking to the funeral parlor guy and he's like look how they like look they're animals like look what they did so i feel like there's a part where like some of it's done honorably and some of some of it's done like one of the guys is in bed with like a woman and they shoot him and the woman like there's nothing honorable about that like going mm. out doing these like but then do you think part of it is like oh this happened to our family now we have to get and it just creates like a the cycle of like a revenge type of thing and oh, then the that's whole honorable and then but <laughs> that that's kind of what it is is like death comes with that kind of lifestyle if that's yeah. what you're doing yeah and it's almost like a oh you dishonored us and so now we take it on us to like bring honor to our family by continuing what just happened mm -hmm. like, yeah yeah no that is a huge theme yeah. until sunny dies like the gnarly death mm. and that's when don corleone says like no more war i've had enough and he assembles all the heads of all the families and he's like this was the last straw like we can't keep doing this mm -hmm. so i think sunny's death okay. was not honorable because it was so foul and like dirty like mm. the way they did it was so underhand like insane and that's when like the head guy was like I'm not even going to get revenge because this was so like not okay. No, like, well, then later Michael gets later revenge. when <laughs> later when Michael's dad dies, Michael gets revenge for his brother. Mm. But the Godfather, like Don Corleone, he's like, this isn't it. And he's actually like very, he takes the high road <laughs> mm. in a way as much as you can by like assembling the families. He's like, I'm not going to take revenge on this, but you guys all have to stop. Like this stops here. Like we're all going to stop before all of our kids are dead basically. Mm. So he like stops it there. So I think I totally forgot. 
we should maybe i just never understood though yeah (laughs) it takes a while like i have to watch it like three times to like really like get it and you even read the book so like yeah yeah it's a, it's I had to pause it the first time I was watching and be like, wait, <laughs> who's who? What's happening? Yeah. And I had to have someone who's seen it before explain it like while I was yeah. watching it. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those. Reese was saying before, it's just like a bunch of names. To so like many remember, names. And you're like, wait, who are they talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah. There's some honorable deaths and there's some not. So yes, it glorifies, but there's some points where they're like, this is. That's a good question. Though. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's tough. I don't think the movie necessarily glorifies it, but I think like if you were a mobster or someone like who had those ideals, you could see it as like glorifying it kind of. Yeah. Cuz they're not just like like the worst people on earth. Like they have some sort of moral code and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um so that was about it. I I had a a bit of a section on uh so Marlon Brando um that year he won the uh, Oscar for best actor. But he had uh, a woman named Sasheen Littlefeather. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. That's such a cool last name, by the way, randomly. Yeah. I don't know. I just really Little like that Feather. name, Littlefeather. Yeah. Littlefeather. Well, she's Native American, so I think that's like mm-hmm. where it's from. Um, so he had her uh, refuse the Oscar on his behalf. Um, so she kind of uh, gave a speech about how like Hollywood was mistreating against like, stereotyping Native Americans, and that's why he refused the award. Um, and then essentially, like probably like 70% of people cheer, like, like clapped but then like 30 percent booed or something like that um and then uh and then the academy last year uh formally apologized for that Mm -hmm. um but yeah um so yeah the godfather won the oscar for best adapted screenplay um and best picture that year and it's did any of the actors no brando won I don't remember if I don't think any of the other ones won, but a lot of them were nominated. I remember Al Pacino was upset because he was nominated for supporting, like best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I had more screen time than Marlon Brando. <laughs> like, why am I right? Mm-hmm. Am I getting this correct? I, I I believe so. Yeah. And I think he didn't go to the Oscars because of that. Oh, wow. oh interesting. interesting. Like yeah. I I'm like, let me verify, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he also like both of them boycotted it in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Al Pacino Robert Duvall and James Conn were all nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of crazy. Three supporting actor nominations for the from same one movie. Yeah. Is wild. and Al Pacino is like, let's be honest, he's like the star. Of the film. <laughs> I mean, you would, you guys would know, right? <laughs> right, Reese. <laughs> right, I would agree. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he was in like the whole movie. I can't. Believe <laughs> he was. We, His we, dad was like the big, the big star yeah. in terms of Al Pacino was no one really before right. this movie. He'd been in like Broadway, like plays. Not Broadway. You know a lot He'd been about in this. plays. He'd been in plays in like a few small indie films, mm-hmm. but this was like his big breakout role, and so he was upset because he was like the main character, and Marlon Brando, who had a whole acting was career. he the main character? You would say so. Al Pacino. He is watching the, it so many times. I think so. He is the arc. Like Marlon Brando doesn't really have a character arc. In I the think movie. he's the protagonist. Mm. But Marlon Brando is. The Godfather. Godfather. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But by the end of the movie, Michael's the Godfather. Right. So like, yeah, it's the title passes on. Like, so the second and third movie is about him. Yeah. Continuing. Yeah. But I've only seen the second one. I've I've never seen the third one because everyone was like, "Don't watch it. Really? It's the worst thing ever. It's gonna ruin <laughs> your oh. love of it." Although recently, the uh, Coppola did a, a recut called like. Coda or something like that, like the Godfather Coda or something like oh, that. Oh, of the third one. Of the third one, like but I haven't. Mm. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be better. I don't know. I haven't seen it. The but second one is really good. Have mm. you seen the second? I've you seen, seen all three. Really? Wow. Oh wow. 
You see, but don't <laughs> ask me anything because <laughs> <laughs> the second one's good because it goes into how the dad like became the Godfather. It's like a prequel as well. Like, like Robert oh, De Niro okay. play Robert De Niro plays Don Corleone like when he was twenty or whatever, like starting his career. Is that one? Like also really acclaimed. Yeah. The second mm-hmm. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The second one's super, super acclaimed. The third one not as. Much, Robert De Niro is super young in that one. At least I think. He's like twenty five. He looks really young. Yeah. Yeah. And that one flashes back and forth between present day, like Michael, with his kids, and then his dad becoming the Godfather. Yeah. Like in Italy and in New York, like it's really cool. And then I think the the second one also won Best Picture. So yeah, it's like really. Oh wow! I, think I didn't so, know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, the third one really flopped, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone had high That's, expectations. Wait, was, it, was, the was the second one, one the same director? Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. all all three of them. All are three are. Wow. But what was yeah. different about the third yeah. one? Yeah. So <laughs> what was it about? I don't know. Do I've never seen the third oh, one. Oh, right. I don't know either. I think it's grandkid. At that point, I think he's a grandpa. Or like his... I love you. The only one who's seen it is like, what's that one? <laughs> 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 yeah. I couldn't well, tell Well, they're you. the fans. So. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Yeah. No what do idea. you think of it, I? Since, I mean, it's my favorite film. Josh you've has seen, seen it a bunch. You've seen it before. Like you, I've seen from it. From what you remember, what, what are your I thoughts? Probably, I watched it because it was like, it's one of the biggest films yeah. ever made and acclaimed. So... It probably was like, I'm studying film, let me watch it. <laughs> yeah. But probably I was just like completely lost. <laughs> English is my second language. Yeah. I didn't understand anything. I probably just like appreciated the vibe and the what <laughs> yeah. like the, visual. the visuals. Yeah. <laughs> I was the gonna, visuals are really amazing. I was yeah. gonna say, do you like the like cinematography? I know you're you're obviously a yeah, cinematographer. Yeah, hundred percent. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I would like to rewatch it now mm. that I have more information Context. on the story. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would enjoy watching it. Yeah. Have you like heard anything about the orange thing? Oh, in the film? you don't know about the orange? <laughs> you don't know about the orange? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about that? <laughs> tell Obviously, me about the orange. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's just like a a thing where I think the production designer really like to add color like there was it was so dark in the movie like all this dark lighting dark everything dark so colors. he would put fruit he put like oranges <laughs> like just like randomly on the set just to like spice it up <laughs> for fun and then Aww. it became this like thing where like every time you see like there's like a bowl of oranges on the table there's like an orange tree when don corleone dies he's like eating an orange <laughs> like it just becomes this theme of like usually before a lot of either death or like injury or like some oh, bad stuff you see oranges okay. so there's like the famous horse head scene i don't know if you've heard of that recently. yes that was in the uh synopsis, synopsis. synopsis. exactly yes. there's a famous horse head scene where like <laughs> like the corleone family kills this like super famous horse and puts the horse head in mm-hmm. this director or the head of the studio's bed yeah but right before the head of the studio is talking to one of the guys and there's a huge bowl of oranges just smack in the middle of the shot <laughs> like like you can't miss it but, <laughs> and then there's scenes where they're like eating oranges or peeling oranges. like so Aww, if you watch it like look Easter out for things yeah. like but that. i don't even think it was intentional <laughs> like it became intentional um, because the production designer was like it's so depressing <laughs> Like these scenes are so like whatever. So even when the Don gets shot, he knocks over a like a basket of oranges and you see it on the street. Like it's like a, it's actually so a thing. orange equals death yes. or just like destruction, harm. Like some, sometimes oh, no one dies, so but like someone will get They're, shot. It's harmful. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, that's the thing. So when you watch it, look for like Thank oranges you. is like a Thank theme. You. It's fun. You and I. Every time Where you see you it, you're gonna be like, <laughs> <Orange>. <laughs> what's gonna mm-hmm. happen? Alert. Yeah. yeah. Once what? upon a time in Hollywood meme, you know. Yeah. Do you not know the one? 
The one where Leonardo DiCaprio is like pointing at the screen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You're right. That is from. I I never realized that that meme was from that movie. (laughs) No, me either. I didn't connect it. Yeah. Wow. So good. But yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. The music is good. The theme. The music's great. The theme is really good. Mm. Like the poster. Yeah, the poster, all of it. Again, I don't condone the violence, sexism, (laughs) racism. Like, there's like a lot that is not. And it's very subtle, but it comes out in the characters and the way they talk. And it's like, it is accurate to the time, like of that time, which is, you know, I don't know how I feel about all that, but I like the storyline and I like the transformation and the visuals, like I said, and the music, like all that. So I appreciate it for like the film, not necessarily like the content a hundred percent because the experience, like I hate violence. Yeah. But it's the experience. Like with the first time I watched it, I was like oh my god like yeah. <laughs> that was crazy like i've never felt like that through a movie and i was like whoa so yeah that is such a crazy thing to hate violence and the I, your favorite. I hate action <laughs> movies i hate blood uh, needles you hate blood. that horse scene is like i just close my eyes <laughs> <laughs> For the wait when's the first time you watched it oh my god i had to be like 14 or 15 wow. it's been my favorite for a long time wow it is like rated r and my, i was like surprise my parents <laughs> let us watch because they were usually pretty like no to read it our yeah. stuff but that was one that they were like we'll watch it with you but you can watch it have have i ever shared the story of um so the first i think it was the second rated r movie i saw with my parents i would have been around 14 have you guys seen hot fuzz no <laughs> yes Yes. British you know us? so it's a it's pretty it's not that bloody but it's like pretty bloody and like there's like this so I watched it with my parents because I really wanted it like I had heard of Edgar Wright or something like that and I was really <laughs> excited about it um, and there's a scene near the end where the main guy gets like he gets like his like like I don't know like neck, neck like impaled Slit. on a spike or something like that <laughs> it's really gory it's and like my parents were like all right we're turning this off like you're not <laughs> watching that happens this. at the end of the movie yeah, the you, like, you made it to the end and they were and like they okay said, that's turning it off yeah. <laughs> I just remember it being funny it's yeah, really funny it really yeah yeah funny. it's a comedy for sure yeah okay, okay. yeah no it's, it's edgar wright cool. yeah yes yeah, yeah. which you got his style yeah well i no, i literally love edgar wright I, we had, <laughs> we're talking to one of our friend of ours who wants to do josh josh nicholas he wants to do an edgar wright episode oh interesting amazing yeah. that's yeah. cool but yeah i'm trying cool. to think of anything else do you have anything else you want to talk about no i'm trying I, to think of like scenes and stuff yeah i mean like i just think like i think the main thing i noticed was like well, I, I was a little confused by like, so like it is kind of about like family and honor and stuff like that. But Michael, like he's not hot headed, but like he gets he gets revenge to the point where it's like, OK, you're actually maybe causing more harm than good because it's like causing more gang because they're like, we're not going to kill the, yeah. the guy. And then he's like, no, I'll do it. And it literally causes like a whole gang war because he shoots the, the police off. No. So basically when his dad dies, that's when he feels the need sure. to like reestablish his. He's like, I'm on top again. Because what happens is at his dad's funeral, one of the other heads of the family is like, everyone's going up to him and like kissing his hand and like, oh, so great to see. Like they're treating him like he's replaced Don Corleone Mm -hmm. at Don Corleone's own funeral. And Michael's sitting there. He's like, nah, (laughs) this is not going to work. Like Mm. he can feel his family just like slipping down to the bottom. And that's why he does this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Before they get us, we're just going to get everyone else. Like, and then he like wipes out two of the heads of the family is this other guy who has a casino and is like super powerful. This other, so they, they just wipe them out. It's a, it's a like, it's like he's asserting his dominance before because he sees them like literally doing it in front of his face at his dad's funeral, which is so disrespectful. Um, and they're all like shaking his hand like he's the new Don. And that's when he's like, nah. 
So I think I that's that. that's why he does it. And that's and why at the end they treat him like the new. That's how the book is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what's the difference between the book and the movie? Because you've seen both. It's been a while since I read the book. Um, but it was pretty... It had um, more about this character that's barely in the movie. There's a character named Johnny Fontaine. He's like the singer. I don't know if you remember the scene. Oh, in the wedding, right. he comes and he sings. And he's loosely based off Frank Sinatra in real mm-hmm. life. Um, but basically in the book, Johnny's a bigger character. And they go more into his like life. Um, and they just go more in, in like behind the scenes of all their processing. Like, you know, their emotions and like what's going on. But I can't remember any like huge different i haven't read it in a long time it's been years so i don't remember that's cool but yeah cool. Cool. well uh that was the godfather and the rest is film history okay bye <laughs> to that one last time and i was like i just we gotta throw it in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone right. go watch it please yes <laughs> great movie no especially <laughs> reese mcteague <laughs> yeah. yeah go watch go watch it, it. <laughs> yeah yeah all right bye guys you have to watch it recently. No, I want to watch Outro it again. Outro music. <laughs>